Hello, Fort Worth, and welcome to another episode of the Fort Worth Freedom Review. We are a show about local politics that aims to get more people engaged in local issues. It is election season, and we have an upcoming mayoral and city council election on May 1st, with early voting starting really soon. Last week's episode covered the city council races, and this week's episode is about the 10 people who are running to be your mayor. My name is Anthony Sosa, and today we have with me Christopher Rose and Thomas Moore to talk about the 2021 Fort Worth mayoral candidates and what info is available on them. For all the resources that we used for this episode, all of them will be provided below in the show notes. We have created a spreadsheet of all the currently available information that will also be shared, and we encourage that you share this information with other people who would like to know about their candidates. This podcast is made possible by the Justice Reform League, a Fort Worth-based nonprofit. You can sign up for our newsletter and get updates on Fort Worth political news and deep dives into local issues at our website, justicereformleague.org. And feel free to contact us if you have any episode ideas or additional information on any, any of these candidates. You can contact us on Twitter at FWReview and through email at FWFreedomReview at gmail.com. Are we ready? Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, Cedric Kenyinda. We're recording, yeah? Yeah. We're, uh, yes. Okay, so, Cedric Kenyinda. Um, he is, let's see, he went to Texas Women's University. Um, he got a degree in business and a degree in biology, um, which I thought was a fun dual major. Um, he says that the areas of public policy he's person personally passionate about, that was way harder to say than I thought it was going to be, um, it are public infrastructure, housing and homelessness in Fort Worth, better education, community engagement, and greater support for responders. Um, so I would like to know, um, you know, a little bit more about his plans for each of those, um, because like. They're pretty vague, um, but good directions. Um, he's very, uh, very, like, all about Christian values and family and, and uh, you know. Okay. Very, yeah, traditional in that sense. Um, he, let's see. Um, I'm I'm reading off the Ballotpedia survey now. Um, he was asked, uh, what does it mean to lead your city? Um, and he said, serving the residents um, and being trusted to create opportunities for the next generation and to lead my city to compete with other cities for better jobs, better educations, better infrastructure. Um, okay. And yeah, he says he loves... Uh, he was asked, what does he love most about the city? He said, it's people. Um, and he said, infrastructure to what do you perceive to be your city's greatest challenges over the next next decade? Mm. Um, so pretty, you know, 
fairly middle of the road, it seems. Um, nothing super controversial or um, super progressive, but but he seems decent. Did w- um, where was that information on? Was that was all- the that was the Ballotpedia survey. Okay, so he doesn't have a website yeah. or anything. I have not been able to find one. No, this is all that I could find on him. Okay. Um, I didn't find a social media or anything. Um, but yeah, interesting. That's, that's him. Hopefully, he puts up a website and or more information soon. Um, because I would like to see some of the things he said fleshed out. Yeah. Um, because he could be he could be pretty good. Um, it's just hard to tell mm-hmm. with what we've got. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's all I've got on on Cedric. Um. Next, we've got Chris Rector. He is an author. Um, he's the guy we talked about him in the last uh, podcast. He's very, um, very like personal freedom, economic freedom. Um, he mentions a debt-free future. He is about transparency, integrity, and positive change. Um, he wants to revitalize our economy. And he says, um, and I quote, in addition, absolute priority will be given to public safety as well as lower and fair tax rates. End quote. So I'm not, not he doesn't okay. go into that at all anymore about how he's going to prioritize public safety. Um, but when people are vague about that, it gives me a weird feeling. Yeah. So pro police, yeah. I mean, based on just the the assumption of that, like you're going to use the police to create safety, right? So, yeah, probably. he has shared uh, the the police posts on his page, um, okay. which, well, maybe just the one, which was um, for International Women's Day. The police mm-hmm. posted a picture of some of their women officers, and he shared it. Um, I haven't really seen anything else on the police front. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting um, assumption on my part. Yeah, he is not taking money from anybody. So there's that. There you go. He's at least not taking money from the police. Um, that's a big part of his of his thing. Um, he Good. let's see. He seems to be um pretty into like keeping the wealthy in check. Um, pretty like uh what would it be like blue collar? Okay. Um, I always forgot the, the colors of the collars, <laughs> <laughs> like which one's which hold on. <laughs> um, like he, when the, the Fort Worth city council, um, made a deal with some developer to use 25 million, um, of our tax dollars, um, to purchase some parking garages as incentive for the developer to, to come in mm. and do like a big, huge, uh, it says $250 million development project. Um, he was pretty critical of that. Um, yeah, because uh, he, he brings up some some things about like that being mostly for wealthier people um, and, and how the majority of Fort Worthians will not uh, benefit from from this project. I don't know all the details of that, but that is that was his angle, at okay. least. Interesting. Was so. Where was that from? Is that from? Um. He he shared a um an article. Let's see from Fort Worth Inc. Um about it. 
like the art articles from Fort Worth Inc. And then he just shared it on his Facebook. Um, that's where I've gotten all of gotcha. the info okay. on him. Um, so he doesn't have a website either. On his Facebook, he, he's been sharing articles and sharing his thoughts and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how many candidates actually have a campaign website. We haven't counted, but I'm just. Yeah, not a ton. Um, he is um, very excited that the mask mandate is down. He was he was rooting for that, you know, I'm with the personal freedom uh, vein. And then he said, let's see, um, he pushed that we fully open up all businesses in Fort Worth, including bars. Um, he says, uh, you know, he cites worries about small businesses. Um, and and he says the masks were supposed to be a two week thing six months ago. So yes, it's time to breathe. Okay. Yeah. So he's probably for so the governor. The governor rescinding the mandate. Oh yeah, he was he was, was very excited that. when the governor rescinded okay. that. He was like, "There's a press conference later. He's gonna rescind it. It's gonna be great." And then he rescinded it, and he's like, "Yeah." So stop masking our freedoms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was very into that. All right. Um, yeah, so that's Chris Rector. He's a very, he feels like a pretty specific type of candidate. So if you are a very specific type of person, you might be into him. Um, but he definitely is very opinionated. <laughs> so it's like he he makes his his stance on things clear. So there's no like, like, okay, you're doing the politician thing where you tell us, like, the things that you want us to know, and then we guess the rest. You know? Being up front with it. For for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's Chris Rector. Um, next is Mike Haynes. And I haven't found a ton on him, but I do have a Facebook. Um, it's just a personal Facebook, but it's pretty public. Or, like, all of his posts are public. Um, so I can see a good amount about him. And then there's some info on the uh, Fort Worth business. What was it? What is the name of this magazine? Yeah, um, pull it up again. The, the voter's guide that we will share. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we discovered yes. the Fort Worth business, uh, business press voter's guide. Press, We're going to share that. That's what it was. It's a PDF document with 58 pages covering every single candidate and some information about them. So you will have a link to that below. Is it every candidate? I couldn't find Cedric or Chris. Okay, so Rector not every candidate in here. I just assumed on the size of this thing and scrolling through it that it was every candidate. But okay. Yeah, maybe if they're jumbled, no. but like all the mayors were together. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't Sorry. know. Hopefully they're in there. I did not. There is them. a there might be a, a typo on the on the PDF because they're saying Carrie Moon was mm. running for mayor, but I don't think he is. Oh yeah. So this may okay. be well, it's, up a while ago. It's at least a little. Yeah, it's yeah, information. It's, it's, it's still very helpful <laughs> with yeah. what it's got on there. Um, he says that uh, the most pressing issue, Mike Haynes does, that is, we're, we're here, we've arrived. Um, the most pressing issue is pay. Uh, he says we need more pay and more opportunities. Um, he, yeah, so his top three priorities are to raise the pay, to create felony-friendly jobs, and more opportunities in the workforce and to address mental health issues to create more nonprofit organizations that will create more opportunities for the youth 
which will impact the numbers of homeless youth and reduce the crime rates. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. His Facebook is uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, let's see. So it's, uh, you know, you got to kind of scroll through to find the, to find the policy things because it is also his personal Facebook. Um, but he did say some important things is very, um, also very like, like manifesting, like all of his posts are like, uh, like if you're reading this, God's gonna like give you a great day and like, you're gonna, you know, have your own house this year and like, <laughs> Like, who believes in God? Yeah. Nice. Positive affirmations you know? and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's most of his, of his Facebook page. That's good to put um, positivity out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got, hold on. He, he shared something and I'm, I've been scrolling to look at those things. My bad. Let's see. Um, here it is. Okay. So he says, um, I'll just read the whole quote. My job is to protect taxpayers' money by turning Panther Island into a family-oriented scenery that can be opened by next year so that we can start allowing our residents to not be targeted by unnecessary taxes. Hmm. Um, the sit the sit that situation seems very complex, and I'm here to fix it. Um, so that's, that's something specific that he wants to do is, um, is revitalize Panther Island in some way. Okay. Um, not a whole lot of specifics. Um, that's kind of what they've been trying to do for, I don't know, 10 years now or however long. Yeah. That, that I did think that we had some, on. some projects going on that. Yeah. The corruption and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he says, uh, Fort Worth has all the necessary tools to become the most attractive city for quality and high-paying jobs in the state of Texas. That's why my agenda will include keeping property taxes low, attracting new quality and high-paying jobs, improving our education and workforce development networks, and supporting our police to make sure Fort Worth remains a safe city. I look forward to meeting voters across the city over the next four months and, or and earning their vote. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, like, yeah. it, it seems silly that in any other election year, like, people's stance on the police department uh, it, it, I know. Is, is an issue. Like, why would that? It seems like that shouldn't even be an issue. But based on the past year that we've had and the whole defunding the police movement, I think it is an issue and it is worth commenting on. Like, do you support defunding the police or reallocating police money or do you not? And so there's this, there's like this kind of coded language where people are like, well, I support our police, but not saying much more than that. But that's kind of, that's kind of what you're saying. I feel like, you know, I don't know. Did you get that vibe from that? What you just read or. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, these election cycles are really unique because normally what happens is people are all like, I, I support the police because the law and order campaign is probably the most effective campaign uh, issue you can you can run on. This is how Nixon and Reagan, you know, did like shutouts in the seventies. It's because mm -hmm. they they law ran campaigns order. on law and order, mm -hmm. and that works even better at the local level. But now for the first time, people are like, we don't like the police, and it's 
losing its power. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this and like this is what we've been doing for so long. So maybe try something else. Exactly. Like, yeah. Not to not to jump ahead, but like I, while I was on Facebook, who, um. I I saw a post by like Maddie Parker when she was like I'm endorsed by the Fort Worth POA and mm-hmm. and it, she was like I, you know I'm they we have they have our full support like we need them if we're gonna be safe and it's like we've had them yeah. you know we've been fully supporting them the like our our crime terrorized. rates are up like yeah <laughs> like what do you want yeah you 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 already have everything that you're that you're asking for but you're like saying it in a way where you're like don't worry I'll take care yeah. of it. Things will change. To remind the people at home, uh, the Forest POA's response to the Capitol insurrection was tweeting about the fact that they made a parlor account. Yeah, to promote their parlor. I really, really legitimately wish I was kidding, but that's what happened. Yeah, Yeah. not just, not because they claimed that they made the parlor to reserve it so someone else couldn't make a fake account or something, but they were actively promoting it. Like, hey, join us on here. They were, you know, they were putting it out there. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. We, you know, you vote for your what you want to vote for. But um, as we want to make it clear where people stand on these issues, because these are issues that are important to us. And we know they're important to other people in our community. So, I mean, really, it, it, this election is going to be interesting because in November, these people, you know, we had a we had an election that was kind of a quote unquote referendum on defund the police or whatever. You know, people, some people ran on that position, you know, and a lot of those people actually did win their races. But this will be at the local level. We'll have to see if that momentum like carries over into this into you know local elections. And so I'll, it'll be really interesting to see if there is support for candidates who are doing that, or if there's like more support for the candidates who are, you know, against that whole movement, kind of echoing the governor and echoing the the previous administration with the Price administration. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's that TikTok going on where you, you say something like that and then you pick up your water and you're shaking too much? <laughs> Whatever you call that. That's, that was me in that moment. <laughs> I'm Sorry, not, are we not up with the, with the most recent TikTok trends? I'm not. I need to get on there. I'm not. I, I, I'm missing out. You like you like send in your like, uh, thank you for offering me the job. This is the pay rate that I'd like. And then like dramatic music starts and you're like shaking, waiting for an answer. <laughs> like it's that. Gotcha. Like we'll we'll see how this election's gonna yeah. go. We'll see if people are gonna care about people's stance on the police. Yep. Uh... Of many things. So yeah. So I don't know. That's interesting. Well, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you, Ro. Is that is that is that everybody, or do you have one? Yeah, I guess that's everyone. That's all my people. You guys claimed all the other people, okay. so that's all I got. All right. Well, I will then continue us with the momentum that we've got going on. I'm going to talk about Daniel DC Caldwell, who was kind of a late join in on the uh, as far as like what's the word i'm looking for registering um he, he we didn't cover him last episode he kind of came in here towards the last the last few days that you were able to to run uh he is an interesting candidate he's certainly not establishment um but but like i feel like he really wants to be um he is a guy he's he, they kind of list the the star telegram kind of listed him as an educator but it, when you kind of go through his his information, where's his papers? Here it is. His bio was like this long, rather than being bullet pointed, like a lot of the candidates where they kind of have like, this is what I'm about. And then they give you like a sentence or two of detail, like maybe, you know, on it, uh, if they do that at all. He just like wrote a paper, essentially, kind of like about 
himself or like about what his issues were for or whatever. So it was, it kind of, I kind of had to parse through a lot of his writing to figure out like what, what his, what his deal was, but he's got a degree uh, in civil engineering from Texas A&M that he got in 2008. And then he's kind of, he was like a chiropractic student for a period of time. And he's like attended TCC and ACC for periods of time, kind of on and off recently was attending Texas Southern university, uh, working on a law degree, I believe it's, uh, it says judicial administration. Um, but I don't believe he graduated. And so now he, and he, he was an educator and a substitute teacher and then a teacher in certain school districts for over the past 10 years, but quit uh, his resume stops in 2019. So I don't know if he's currently unemployed. It says he's a, uh, he's a, uh, notary public. And that's like his, that's currently what he's doing. But it seems like the past couple of years, he's like pivoting into maybe getting into more involved in politics. He ran for Dallas city council in 2016. And a lot of his election information, like when, in regards to his platform was just like copy and pasted from the Dallas city council. So I started reading some of the stuff and I'm like, what is he talking about? Um, and he wasn't, he's not talking about Fort Worth. He's talking about Dallas city issues. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It it didn't seem, I mean, may, and I'm, I need to go through his, the, the, the giant PDF that we kind of got, I need to go through and see what, if he's got any more information on there. Uh, I I didn't have access to that or didn't, wasn't aware of that when I was doing my research earlier this week, but the, the things that were interesting to me about him was that he says he is when asked like why is he running for mayor he said he because he believes he should that was his reason he's like i believe i should be running for mayor it's like okay um and he was also the former vice president of the young americans for liberty and turning point usa student chapter at a i don't know at what school um yeah so if you're not familiar with turning point usa that is like an extreme right-wing I don't want to say propaganda, like everything's propaganda these days, but like right wing thing, they're always promoting like super right wing ideas and making memes and stuff, trying to kind of appeal to a younger audience. It's uh, Charlie Kirk is the guy behind Turning Point USA. So he was involved uh, with he with that organization at the student level, whatever that's worth to you. To me, that's kind of like a red flag, but maybe you're into that sort of thing. Um, so that's. I, you know, that's the thing, too. These are all supposed to be nonpartisan positions, but kind of for some of these candidates, it's pretty obvious to assume like, oh, OK, you're probably you believe this sort of thing. So seems like he's pretty right, right wing his issues in regards to his platform. And again, I think th- these are I think the Dallas platform, but you can apply them to Fort Worth construction. Uh, he says on I-35, the ramps, the on ramps and the off ramps uh, could be reconfigured. And he has kind of like budgetary, he kind of explains how he would allocate money to pay for that. Um, he, another issue of his is earthquakes, he said. And, and then apparently because there's some jurisdictional issues between like city government and then the state and federal government when it comes to earth, earthquakes, I guess. Uh, he's like, what he advocates for is to the city attorney should advocate for seeking compensatory damages set aside in a trust fund on behalf of residents affected for a class action lawsuit in state or federal court, since the state city does not have direct jurisdiction. So I, and I'm not exactly sure what he's saying here, but I think what he's saying is the city should set aside money in a separate account for a potential class action suit and have that, have that money ready to pay people out that are affected by earthquakes. 
but but they can only advocate for this position because the city can't actually do anything because it's a state or federal issue. I'm not sure. That's something that's important to him. So if that's important to you, you got you got a candidate running on that issue. Um, another thing that he was running on was housing, and he didn't really give a lot of details about that. But he said he wants less restrictive zoning codes. Um, and I think he's wanting like it seemed based on what he said that he wanted some industrial areas to allow more residential. Um, he was kind of vague in his wording, so he might be seeing the opposite of that. I'm not sure, but I think that's and my, all this information where I got it from is is in the in the doobly doo. We have another spreadsheet for you guys, so the spreadsheet has all of this information for everybody. Um, another thing that was an issue of his was parks and public health, and as I, and then that was specifically referring to Dallas parks. So I didn't. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna stop uh, here. So the rest of his platform was all copy and pasted in about Dallas when he ran for city council in 2016. So I would like to see more information about specifically what he wants to do here in Fort Worth. Um, but that's, did you see, um, him on the voter's guide or did I didn't, you say I didn't. Yeah. Cause I did, I did research for most of my candidates earlier in the week. Um, so I, and we just talked about that voter guide right before we started the show. So I haven't actually had a chance to look at it, I guess okay. here, let me do, let me just pull it up real quick. And yeah, I'll there's, there around. is a good amount of information. I think it's Fort Worth specific. Okay, cool. Um, Wait, do you know what slide see. he's on? The Panther Island government boondoggle. It's a word that, a word that he uses twice in this. Do you know what slide he's it, on? It, it, you know um, what? That's oh, yeah, he's on page We're six. stealing it. Boondoggle. Okay. Boondoggle. Daniel Caldwell. Okay, yeah, there he is right there. Okay, cool. There's a lot of information here about him. Uh, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what do you see as the most immediate pressing issues? COVID. Uh, while, while you're looking over this, I want to say you, you know, he just said, uh, that he thinks he should run. Mm -hmm. Um, they asked him what, why are you the best candidate for this office? And he said that I believe that selflessness as a motivation is among the best of my qualifications. What? <laughs> Okay. I am volunteering to serve as mayor, not for my own benefit, but as a public servant. That, like, he's talking about selflessness, but it sounds so self-involved while he's doing it. Interesting. So his first yeah. priority is to collaborate with the outgoing mayor and other members of the city council and city staff in order to provide an uninterrupted continuity of services to fulfill the city's mission. That's his first priority? That sounds kind of what you're supposed to do with any administration. And then... Yeah. If you can accomplish only one priority, the question they ask him, what would that be and why? And he says, I have to stick to the first one, because even if city operations go over budget, the city council falls short on time or consensus to pass. So he's the most important thing is is still, is that is to collaborate to with the outgoing mayor. Take office. OK. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that, that was worth mentioning. I thought that just, yeah, the government doesn't break when you when you change. So what's his second and third priority? Well, his second. Yeah. Yeah. His second <laughs> priority is to balance the city budget. Oh, man, that's gonna This is going to be a rough year for that. It's definitely important to have somebody, you know, who is who is on the council this year is going to greatly impact how the city's budget because um, there are going to be a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. uh, OK, mm -hmm. that's legit. Uh, third priority is to amend or repeal unnecessarily restrictive city ordinances, which get in the way of fundamental liberty. Okay, so another individual liberty sort of thing. Okay, get rid of, of city regulations or ordinances. Oh, interest. Get rid of stuff. Repeal stuff. That's what you want to do right now in this crisis is... is okay. Okay. Um, okay, cool. Well, I'll, that, that, that will be in the chat. He's on page 
six of the PDF that we will have for you guys below um, if you want to find out more about Mr. DC Caldwell. Um, next up is Maddie Parker. Maddie is... <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sorry. You know, we, we want to provide information to everybody, but we are obviously not an unbiased source. We don't claim to be. We've got opinions. Uh, we stand for certain issues as an organization. So we, you know, we got to call it like we see it. <laughs> And when you're when you're flaunting your Fort Worth POA endorsement and when you've got Betsy Price's face on your website and you are endorsed by the entire Bass family, um, that is standing for the status quo and upholding that. And we don't like where things are at in the city right now. We need some changes uh, and we maybe can disagree on what those changes are. But I think we all, at least on the show, can agree that we need some changes. <laughs> so Maddie's yeah. Maddie's not really about that. Um, she was the Betsy Price chief of staff since 2015, and she is the CEO of Cradle to Career, which I have learned more about her organization. Last time when we talked about her on the show, I was kind of like, I'm not too familiar with this T T3 organization. I've since had to uh, try to promote it to my students to get them to sign up for it. Um, and the the district was very vague about what we were signing them up for. There was a lot of pressure. Sign, make sure the students sign this form. Make sure they sign up for this thing. And it was essentially to get them free money for college. Like that on the face of it is good, but they have to make a pledge and a commitment to work with this organization who will help them get placed within certain career paths. Um, and so it's kind of like funneling future human capital into certain sectors of the economy. Uh, and it's looked at mm. from that perspective. It's not really a, they, they, I mean, free money for college is great. I just wish our colleges were free, but that's just me. Uh, then we wouldn't need corporations to, it, to be giving kids money to, 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 to then work for their company later. But anyways, that's a different subject, but that's her organization. Um, so here's her, here's her platform. Um, she, this is from her website. So she she actually does have a website. DC didn't have a website. He had like a WordPress. So he, I guess he did have a website, but it was that stuff. It was a blog essentially, <laughs> which is cool. I'm down with that. I'm actually, that, that's cool. That's better than some of the other candidates have. Um, but Maddie Parker has a legit website. She's very well funded, obviously with the Bass family. She, so she's got all the stuff. You've probably seen her giant signs around town and stuff. Um, yeah. Her, her issues or her platform is positive policies, not divisive partisan politics. So she vows to essentially remain nonpartisan. She's like, the mayor's office shouldn't be partisan, which I agree with on the face of it. Um, Ann Zeta says the same thing at the beginning of her platform, too. It's like we shouldn't really be focusing on a divided city and, and, and our differences, but we should be trying to, you know, unity and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I yeah. get that. But here's kind of the deal. Like, and here's my, here's, here's my opinion, guys. Like, this is these standing for the status quo. This is kind of advocating for not change by claiming to remain nonpartisan issues that are obviously partisan, like you yeah. taking money from the Fort Worth POA, for instance, um, by <laughs> yeah. saying that's nonpartisan, um, you're being disingenuous, you know, but, uh, yep. but unfortunately like our, the, our elections are technically on the books. They're, they're nonpartisan elections. That's what they say. So you can kind of maybe hide behind that. Oh, I'm not partisan or whatever, but obviously you're a partisan candidate. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, she, that, that's one of her things. That's one of the things she's claiming. She's vows to remain nonpartisan. Um, another issue is inclusive leadership that leaves no family left behind. Um, and so she quotes, she, her quote for that is, this, all families should have the same opportunity for prosperity and safety. 
requires focusing on aging neighborhoods that could use a boost with more jobs, better roads to reduce traffic, career training for our next generation, that's our organization, and classroom of excellence for all students. Classrooms, I think I left the S off of that. Um, and so that's what she means by no family left behind, I guess, is like better schools and career training for students. Um, and then the wording to me is like focusing on neighborhoods that could use a boost with more jobs. Um, what do you, what exactly do you mean by that? Like what kind of jobs? Not all jobs are created equally. Uh, well-paying jobs, crappy jobs. What, uh, whose opinion is that that neighborhood needs a boost? You know, I don't know. That's, I feel like neighborhoods should be saying we need boosts instead of somebody going, you need a boost. I don't know. That's just me. Um, the next thing is a taxpayer watchdog to keep city hall efficient. Uh, and that sounds nice on the face of it. And she, there was no info though in the, in the paragraph that came afterwards. She didn't really explain like what she meant by that or how that was going to work, what that entity would look like. But she did say that she wants to continue to create efficiencies and trim the budget and kind of like then talks about that's what she did in the Betsy Price administration is that she was constantly trying to create efficiencies in the administration and to create like cut down wasteful spending essentially. Um, so that's what she wants to continue to do. Um, and then the last thing is safer neighborhoods with well-funded police. So she straight up puts the police thing in her platform. It's the final platform. Uh, and mm -hmm. she, she quote says, we'll push back against any efforts to defund our police, unquote. Um, and, but remember she still claims to be nonpartisan. Um, and so, yeah. so, so that's, that's her platform. So, I mean, that's, and to be perfectly honest, I feel like that platform is going to be very appealing to a lot of Fort Worthians. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I, I, I want to try and educate and get this information out there to other Fort Worthians who maybe are not for that and don't know about any of this stuff. Maybe they don't even know there's an election coming up. Right. Um, so that's Maddie Parker. I think we, you know how we feel about her. Um, but that's information about her. If you want to do more of your own research, again, we will have the links below for you guys to check her out, follow her on Instagram or whatever. Um, next, uh, is Ann Zeta and, uh, Full disclosure, Ann Zeta was my council member for District 9. Uh, Amber, Ann Rowe, and I have kind of constantly talked about uh, how much we like her and, and liked her as our council member. So I, I do support Ann Zeta. I'll be full, you know, full disclosure right now. There's my bias. Um, mm -hmm. She um, has a bachelor's in environmental studies from UC Santa Cruz and a master's in regional planning from UTA. She's been living in Fort Worth in the same neighborhood since 1992. And she's been an AICP certified planner, a sort of city planner organization um, since 1992 as well. So she's been here forever. Um, she's well invested in the community. She's well educated in, in city planning and she's been doing and advocating for that stuff a long time. As a council member, she's been very awesome and communicative and out there. Like she's been out at public events anytime. Amber, I've like ever reached out to her about anything. She, her office has quickly responded. Um, she's been very resourceful. Like she's just been very, a very good city representative, uh, uh, you know, someone who represents, uh, our community proud to have her do that. Um, and so now I'm excited that, that she's running for mayor. So here's her platform, um, jobs. So she says she wants to attract, she specifically says she wants to attract a new economy, uh, and new quote unquote, new economy businesses. Uh, and that have good paying jobs. And she wants to uh, incentivize and attract those type of businesses to our city. She says housing, 
is an issue that's important for her on, her on her platform. And she says essentially that we need more affordable housing. She doesn't go into too much detail about how she wants to achieve that, but she is at least saying we need more affordable housing. Um, the next thing that's on her platform is ethics and transparency. So we kind of heard that from a few different candidates now, and this is another one, more transparency in city hall. Uh, she was the only no vote when the city voted to disband the ethics commission a while back. Uh, and so th they don't have an ethics commission now. And so she's saying she would, as mayor would vow to reinstate the ethics commission, commission, uh, would advocate for stronger ethics rules. And then would appoint a new independent uh, would appoint a few, I don't know the number, new independent citizen commissioners. So there would be some sort of sim uh, citizen oversight in regards to the ethics, um, which sounds great. We need more citizen involvement and citizen over oversight and all sorts of things that the city's doing, right? So she's for that. Um, independent redistricting. So we have redistricting coming up. We're getting two new districts in Fort Worth. Uh, in the, is it 2022, right? Is it 22 or 24? You'll know. And I don't know. Okay. So it's soon in a couple of years. I think it's 22, but it might be 24. We're getting a couple of new districts here. And so the city council is going to be involved in that redistricting process. Um, and, and Zeta supports independent redistricting and wants to create an independent committee that is separate from the city council. So it's kind of more spread out community involvement, you know, not people who have their own interests at stake carving out their own districts, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Gerrymandering, right? So that's, she's pretty much against that and wanting to create a redistricting mm -hmm. committee to prevent that from happening or to have oversight over that, which is great. Um, and then she's also for a citizen's police review board. So here comes that police issue again. This is her kind of staking her claim on the other side of it. Uh, she says the 2020 Race and Culture Task Force report, which we did an episode on, uh, I did it in one of our episodes, um, recommends that a citizen's police review board and, and, uh, it recommends that the city has that, that we need a citizen's police review board. That's what the report recommended and Anne's all for that. And so she says it's perfect. Her quote is it's perfectly reasonable and, co and a common practice and is done in virtually every major city in America. There is no reason we cannot do the same. And that was another thing when they did the, the police chief interviews for the new police chief, which we never, I guess, said on air, uh, Knowles is the new police chief. You probably know that by now, but um, he was the one that was- Noakes. Noakes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Uh, forgive me. Uh, he was the, he was against this review board. Like there were some people who were running for chief that were actually for a citizen's review board. They're like, yeah, here in Las Vegas, we've had one for years. Or like the uh, people, Austin, same thing. They've had a citizen's review board since like 2001. Um, we still don't have one here. And this is Anzada saying, yeah, we should totally have one. Like the, every major city has one. So, so that's her. And then she also has a bunch of endorsements. Um, and I, it's just, the list is too long. I'm not going to read it all. Um, but that's from her website and I have the link there as well. So you can check out who she's endorsed by. Um, yeah. And that is it for me. So Tom's going to take us away with the rest of the candidates. I'm just going to say something about Anzada. Um, if you notice, She's the only one so far that's actually given specifics about what she wants to do and how she wants to do it. Yeah. Everyone else is like, oh, I'm for improving community relations, but they don't talk about how they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Zeta's like, here's what I'm going to do when she gives out specific plans. Also, um, I've spoken at the city council several times. I've been in some of the meetings, and here's, here's what I've, I've 
figured out. You have some people on, the, on that council right now who will do the wrong thing or act in their own best interest, regardless of who's in the room. You have some people who will do the right thing, depending on who's, the, who's in the room. And Zeta is the only person who does the right thing, regardless of who's in the room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you're voting, that's probably the number one person you want. I yeah, I and uh, I like about her that her whole approach is like, you know, she I mean, I don't even know if she started out wanting to to be in office, but like like she's all about like educating herself about the things that she is, you know, then trying to be in charge of like city planning. Um, like mm-hmm. she she'll you know, she'll share um, like books she's reading that like will help her be better at her job. Um, like. Yeah, just just the approach is very much like like I'm I'm here like to actually change these things, not to hold office. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And you get a lot of people who, you know, they don't they want public service for the clout and the attention, but they really didn't really dedicate their lives to it. You could tell because, you know, sometimes they'll have like a business administration degree or a degree degree in something else. Everyone talks so bad about the career of politicians, but what I've seen more and more is the people who aren't trying to dedicate their lives to this, who are more likely to act against their own interests, you know, mm-hmm. or against the city's interests. All right. So I'm going to go with the smaller candidates I have, and then we'll move into the two bigger ones. First one I have is a man named Steve Panati. He is a, he runs as being a Christian conservative real estate broker. He graduated from Arizona State University. He's the founding pastor and an elder of a church in Fort Worth called the Mercy Culture Church. Serves on the board of Calvary Christian Academy, which is a private Christian academy. Um, He's the founder of a ministry called Distinct, which is a ministry to marketplace and business leaders. Um, So this is a very incredibly conservative candidate, okay? So things like Tea Party, uh, he wants the government off your back and everything. Um, he wants to foster small business growth by, you know, the cliche, uh, removing unnecessary government regulations and creating an environment for more jobs. He's talking about in- incentivizing corporations to move into Fort Worth and encourage the startup of small businesses. You know, he, he's... He says there's no reason Tesla should have chosen Austin over us. He says we had to fight to prevent government overreach that would seek to close small businesses and hurt the forward economy, which, to a degree, that happens. The problem is they're being very selective about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who owns a bar in uh, Fort Worth, and they they cracked down on them pretty hard over the, the pandemic, and he was he was trying to to follow all rules as best he could says we have to lower corporate taxes in Fort Worth to allow businesses more room for growth and allow higher wages. And I don't mean to raise the minimum national minimum wage. I mean, stimulating the economy by lowering taxes. So he's thinking Reaganomics. Yeah. These are solutions, people, that are going to help the corporations, the people who already have money so they can keep more of it, which ultimately hurts the public because you have people who don't have money and they don't have the capacity to achieve economic mobility you know he's saying you know pick yourself up up, you know by your own bootstraps but a lot of these people don't have any boots yeah 
No, Reaganomics, it's, I mean, now that we've got all this data, we've got like almost 40 years of data on it. It uh-huh. doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, Bush did it again. That's why we had 08. You know, you, there's, there's a million reasons you can look at why that, that doesn't work, but people still drink the Kool-Aid on that, man. I don't think if Reagan was alive, he'd be for it. That's just me. Um, says, as someone who has built a successful career in real estate, all right, so he's very in favor of lowering property taxes, like a lot of these these candidates are. Um, I think it's kind of odd because he's talking about lowering property taxes and then incre- encouraging businesses by lowering taxes. There, it's like, where's your revenue going to come from? Because what happens? Here's what happens ninety percent of the time when they try to when a city tries to entice a business to come to them, uh, instead of like making these cities get making these businesses give concessions for maybe like less taxes they just give them less taxes anyways yeah you know and that doesn't help anybody and a lot of times you know taxpayers have to help pay for this construction oh absolutely yeah so uh yeah it's also those of everyone's green he wants the marginal tax rate to continue to decrease blah 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 Talking about improving our schools, um, needs to promote school choice for all families. Uh, in other words, he's going to favor private private uh, schools over public schools. Mm. Um, steward a culture of listening to our educators and assessing the most pressing needs in our schools. From what I've seen from conservatives running stuff, that is not true. Um, go, just go look at what's happening at Colin College right now. It's it's not the case. We need to allocate proper funding to teachers and excellent facilities. Um, that's really not saying much in the grand scheme, scheme of things. He's just saying we should pay them. It's not necessarily saying, saying we need to pay them well. Yeah. Hmm. And then he wants to create a safe for Fort Worth. Uh, he vows to black, back to blue. There you go. Um, He, you know, he he claims to be nonpartisan, but I'm not seeing any nonpartisan stuff here. He, he yeah. you know, at, he's he's very conservative. Okay, this is your cliche Tea Party Republican. Yeah, 100%. you know, he wants to improve infrastructure. Uh, looks like he wants the city to finance his operation, which I think is mathematic. Here's my problem mathematically. Okay, he's talking about lowering taxes, right? Well, then he's talking about spending government money on, you know, spending their their funds on things. It's like, where are you getting the funds if you're lowering taxes for these new projects? Yep. Got to get that money from somewhere. You're going to go into debt. All right. That brings us to Mylene George. You know where you could get that money? You could take it out of the police budget. <laughs> oh, no. No, don't. Yeah, speaking Can't of Mylene that. George, she wants to do that. Hey, oh. Yeah, she is. She well, it's funny you said AO. Uh, she looks at AOC as a role model. Um, <laughs> guys, she's she's new to this. You know, I don't know if she's gonna take the mayor seat. I really hope she runs for city council if she doesn't get it here because she'd be a great addition. Um, I think she would be a, like. She, I want to see her and Anzata team up in some mm-hmm. form or fashion. Oh God, can you marry? Can you imagine Carrie Moon having a heart attack? 
yeah. be great. <laughs> What's happening to our city? Okay, let me let me clarify. We did not just say it would be great if Carrie Moon had a heart attack. That's not what we said. No, not at all. <laughs> we said a different no, thing. No. <laughs> no, we're just no. saying if 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 they teamed up, that would be nice. Yes. That is that is that is what we meant. Thank you for saving yes. me. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't find a campaign website for her, but I did use the fortworthbusiness.com's 2021 voters guide. Uh, that she respond, responded to their questionnaire. So here's what, what she said. When I asked uh, what she saw as the most important pressing issue facing the government body to which you're seeking election, election, she said the immediate pressing issue is making every part of Fort Worth a place welcoming for everyone to, to, to not only visit but live. That branches from how we enhance the lower socioeconomic communities as well as the opportunities we can create in those areas. How might those issues change in two years? She hopes to find ways to develop those areas without displacing the current residents, instead providing them with new development that would benefit them. So what's been happening in Fort Worth, uh, some of you may know, is the property taxes have actually been going up, mm -hmm. regardless of what the communities are. Mm -hmm. And some of the residents there, who once could afford to live there, they can't afford to live there anymore. That's to me, it's a form of gentrification. I'm not saying it's strategic, but I'm also definitely not saying it's not strategic. No, property taxes, yes. You know, that's one of those things, just like all the systems that we deal with, uh, they impact people at different levels and different rates. Not everybody is dealt, you know, has the same result of, of their property taxes or whatever. It's complicated. All right, she says her top three top priorities if she wins election are improving race relations and policing. Um, she says Fort Worth residents are diverse and there is no reason why people of a certain demographics should feel uncomfortable or unsafe within their own city. I agree. The property tax rate, uh, as I was saying, Fort Worth homeowners are questioning whether or not they can comfortably afford the increasing rates. That is counterproductive to wanting to make and keep Fort Worth home for visitors and residents alike. I also agree. Here's my favorite part, okay? And this is going to make or lose points if you get selected. Uh, the Panther Island development should be reviewed with such a large financial request with no federal backing. Yeah, I feel as though pausing on this project and placing funds in the surrounding community instead would be beneficial. Yes, hundred percent. That's that. I think that would win her, dude. People are sour on that whole project. That all the corruption and the Kang Granger stuff and Kang Granger's son, you know, leading the thing but not leading because he doesn't know what he's doing and like all that wasted mm -hmm. money. And yeah, so what she's talking about is the fe the federal government was going to pay for like half of it. And they pulled out their money like after there was a big federal review and they were like, this isn't up to snuff. This There's some shady stuff going on here. We're not going to pay for it until you guys fix X, Y, and Z. And I guess they're just going to try and do it without government money, without the federal government. Uh, so, yeah, no, there should be a review <laughs> of this whole thing. They shouldn't really probably do it until until all this kinks get worked on. I think that's, I think that's great that she's putting that on her platform. That's fantastic. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, there's, there are some issues with our funding in the city that might, may or may not be totally kosher. If you get what I'm saying, um, they're just suspicious at best. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. No, the, no. exactly. No, there's corruption. There's corruption all over through all levels of oh, our yeah. government, but certainly here in Fort Worth, Texas, in our city government and yeah. in the county too, mm -hmm. like, for sure. Okay, yeah. and 
She says, if you can accomplish only one priority, what would that be and why? She, did, she says, my my goal would be to focus on, on the race relations, which is probably a really, it is a really big problem. I'm sorry, it is. It's probably one of the uh, things that's tearing the city apart right now. Well, that's what happens when the mayor refuses to even hold a town hall on the issue. Yeah. And ignore it. And poke a stick at it with budding, budding with the mayor. Do you th- oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. People are often critical of, of sitting kind of government, which I think they're asking this because they know people are not happy with the city government. Um, mm-hmm. What do you see as failures and successes of the elected body you are seeking to join? She says they have been successful in growing Fort Worth into more than just homes and a few stores. They have added attractions such as clear work to add a little variance to typical shopping centers. So basically, they've been successful at business development. Yeah. Um, she said where they succeeded in innovating ways to generate funds, they fail at taking the impact of the people in the area into consideration. Mm-hmm. The aftermath of builds leads to higher property taxes for long-term residents and natives, taxing them out of their homes. In other words, folks, it's gentrification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why are you the best candidate for this office? Uh, she said she brings a fresh outlook on how to approach the future of, of their city. Mayor Price led with initiatives entering her mayoral career, and I hope to follow suit in building opportunities to make Fort Worth a better place for all residents. As a lifelong tra- townswoman, I will be ma- making a more hands-on approach with an alternate pr- perspective in regards to community relations and lower socioeconomic communities. When asked of an example of past public service of which she is proud, she did not respond. It's because I don't think she's actually held public office before. Hmm. Um, And then name someone in politics you you consider a role model and tell us why. She looks up to the notorious AOC, Alexandria (laughs) Ocasio-Cortez, because... Like me, she was the average working woman who felt a change in representation was needed. There you go. I feel she truly represents the people. She is willing to be vocal and stand her ground in the fight for what is right. That strength and courage is what I hope to bring to the seat if Fort Worth sees me fit. All right. And that brings us to the two big ones Um, I have. Yes. I was just I was just trying to give you fanfare music. Oh yeah, thank you, Th- thank you for the support. I'm gonna open with Brian Bird. Now, currently he is the councilman for District Three, but he's running. He's conservative man, uh, but I do have to give credit where credit is due. This is the only man on that city council who is not taking money from the Fort Worth POA. Only one. That might not be for lack of trying, but he's the only one, so I have to say that. <laughs> you know, it might be giving credit by a technicality, but he, he hasn't taken their money, folks. All right. So he's every other candidate keep... has taken money from them? Uh, Yeah, I think Zeta took like 900 bucks, but I think she gave it back because I don't think she understood what they were, like, what mm-hmm. the money was from at first. Was that this election or last time? No, this was the, like a while back because okay. I saw the list of of the candidates and how much money everyone in the city council had taken, and she'd taken less than a grand. Everyone yeah, else had I taken would, upwards of five. I would be like, interested in seeing that spreadsheet. 
for it, this collection. Yeah, I think it was like when Zeta took, I think it was like clerical error or something. Like she didn't like someone took the funds and then she refunded it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think she was like, oh, pay me money. Nah. Okay. But what happened with Brian Bird? was uh the first time he ran he ran against incumbent who was backed by the fourth poa and he beat him um so props to him for that because that's not easy to do uh second time he ran you know normally people don't give a shit about local local politics so he ran against one person who really you know they were a local activist but they were just running to run you know and so he beat them by like 75% 75% of the vote. And I think he only spent like $1,200. So he didn't really need their endorsement. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, all this is to say that he may not be the, the you know, I don't support cops guy. You, you, you know, his record may indicate. All right. He is about keeping taxes low. Um, he thinks a low tax rate will, uh, will serve the city. Um, he wants to focus on bringing tax revenue in from businesses um, rather than raising property taxes in city residents. I can get behind that as long as he can, you know, attract the businesses in there and have a tax rate that's going to, you know, comp- do the job. I'm all for it because that, that's going to help elevate the lower income people who otherwise, you know, couldn't afford to live here. But, you know, usually what happens when a candidate says that is they just cut taxes on everybody, increases the spending, property taxes go up as a, as a result, and people get gentrified. But that's just me. He's about attracting high-quality, uh, high-paying jobs. Uh, says right here that he is... Does the strength and hope of our economy and business sector are the talented entrepreneurs who are developing new products and services right here in Fort Worth? Basically, what he's saying he is he wants to encourage entre- entrepreneurship. He wants to encourage economic development. He wants to get with the Fort City, uh, the Fort Chambers of Commerce. Make stuff happen there. Uh, you know, typical you know political candidate. I have to say this stuff. You know, I'm not dragging him. Yeah. You know. Because I think I honestly think Bird's probably sincere here, but that's that's what he's running on. Uh, this is the part where you know if I was going to endorse Bird, this would probably be his highest selling point. Um, he's about an educated, job-ready workforce. Um, he does partner with people regularly on increased literacy for children, especially third graders. Uh, they've been they've done studies. Um, the more literate you can make a third grader, the more likely they are to graduate college. He's about promoting access to affordable childcare, uh, public transit, transits to their college, to their uh, community colleges, and increasing internet access for you know school aged kids. Yeah, it's all good. You know, yeah, I can't drag him for that. Like, here's it: most Republicans will talk about it, but they'll be very vague. At least he's having some sort of details about what he wants to do and he has a track record of doing this he's partnered with uh at one point i think he was a pastor of a church but he uh he partnered with with that and several other ministries to really increase the the literacy rate so he's really big on making children read Mm -hmm. um the second one i'm 
don't hold your breath. Uh, he says he wants a safe city. Um, he says we all want to walk our neighborhoods without fear. He says business owners want to operate in stable, safe settings. He said police officers bear the burden of this responsibility, and he supports the police force. He said he supported the CCPD continuation election, and he has voted every year to ensure that our officers are well-equipped and trained. Um, I have to question that severely. Uh, number one, for our listeners at home, until they just recently changed it, they had like, I think, 6% of the CCPD fund total for training. They have 5% for crime prevention. The majority of it went to specialized uh, police forces. Mm-hmm. In other words, they just turned it into a police slush fund. Should we post the, the budget data that we put together over the summer last year to kind of show people where the money goes and how much money the, the, the police department actually gets? Uh, I mean, the, CCP, the CCPD budget is a separate budget, but even still of that, like, yeah, 6% of, that, of those millions of dollars goes to training. Uh, most of it was going to, like, yeah, electrical infrastructure for surveillance and like police equipment yeah equipment hmm. which the surveillance thing is a, is another really big issue i was talking to uh someone on friday uh, yep. uh at a pro at a protest they just had and uh they're putting surveillance cameras like more of them in you know majority predominantly minority you know black yep. communities they just put 63 new ones up like a few weeks ago they're all operational now that's um, a really big problem. Yes. Um, he, he's saying the buzzwords everyone likes to hear. Better de-escalation training keeps everyone safer. Um, he's not being very specific. He says, you know, Brian pushed for that training for our officers. Brian supported smart policing adjustments made by our police chief. Uh, these programs mean that more mental health professionals can respond when an emergency involves someone in a mental health crisis um he said it also led to the creation of a non-sworn citizen division that responds to calls that don't require an op- a police officer i like the you know citizens division idea because it gets us closer to you know de-escalation community policing um in my estimation what i've seen is anytime you can take a you can take a job and you know take that off the workload for a police officer that helps everybody. Because mm-hmm. honestly, cops shouldn't be doing that. That should be, yeah, you know. For sure. That's one of the things we've been saying too. Yeah. Like the, the murder rate's getting higher and you, you do have some legitimate crime things that they need to be focused on. As far as the mental health thing goes, I'm okay with it as long as they stop this habit they have of letting the police somehow lead these altercations with the mentally ill. We had a gentleman, I think, September, October in Fort Worth get killed by police because they misunderstood his uh, body language Mm -hmm. and they didn't let the mental health expert, you know, lead the operation. See, typically you want the mental health expert to go in there and de-escalate. And then if if necessary, which rarely is, um, because there, you know, it turns out if you're educated on this and you train on this extensively, you're a lot better than people who, you know, don't. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. So I kind of want to compare him to Maddie Parker real quick. Um, since they're both, I think it's fair to say conservative, 
Um, yeah. But she is like literally straight up a continuation you could think of as of Betsy Price. And he is kind of positioning himself a little differently and being really more of like a centrist candidate. Like, look, I'm still for, you know, the I still support the police, but I support a little bit of reform. Um, you know, he wants to cut property taxes, but he does advocate for a little bit of more government expansion through, you know, college uh, and through like these programs that he's talking about helping students, but also like the public transit. Like if we're going to create transit systems to go to all the TCC campuses, which is a great idea. That's going to be tax dollars that is paying for that. That money's going to have to come from somewhere. Um, he's advocating for that. So he, you know, there's like he's kind of really playing the centrist role. It seems compared to Maddie, who's just kind of sticking with the right wing thing. And I got I gotta give Brian some props here. I've not heard him just outright be like back to blue. I think he's doing that because he's unlike a lot of these people. He's trying to walk uh, the line. He's trying to what? Trying to walk the line. Trying to be a centrist about it. You know. Yeah, and he's. Uh, what 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 it gives off the impression is he's actually at least willing to listen to people, you know, which is more than I can say about Matty Parker. Yeah, because you know that's that's like Matty Parker. If you like the way forward has been doing things, uh, you know, she's your girl. But also, if you like the way forward has been doing things, um, you should take another look at for uh, you know what Forward has been doing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you know he's also the only the only conservative candidate I see saying the same thing that you know and Zeta's saying and you know uh, God. Mylene George Mylene. is saying um, you know they want a welcoming city he wants a welcoming city for everybody you know uh, he actually also has this uh, mentoring program called TCL Lead. It's a program for black and Latino entrepreneurs and business leaders. So he's at least done something to try to fix this disparity. Yeah. I just want to real quick point out, though, that like, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, if you zoom out enough and we can just kind of reduce all of these candidates down, are they for change or are they for keeping things the same? Are they for going back to the way things used to be to a certain extent? Um, yep. even if, if you are centrist and you are one are, you know, even he's saying, I, I would say Brian's advocating for a little bit of change, like slow and steady change, not radical mm -hmm. change. Um, that is a position where in some situations, in some communities of Fort Worth, they need radical change in certain areas. Yeah. And, and it's like, been too long. yeah, you know, and so that's just something, you know, centrism is nice and it, it and it's comfortable. Um, but it doesn't really oftentimes help. The, yep. the people who need it the most um, exactly so i just want to say that sorry yeah and just to be clear i'm not like trying to like sell him over i'm just trying to give him credit where credit sure. is yeah due. for sure and he deserves um, it. he deserves it yeah uh you know if it, he came, if it came down between bird and parker i'm probably voting voting bird but hope you know i, hope I, I think to what we're gonna see <laughs> with the election is gonna be between bird Parker, or girl and Zeta, who you should vote for. That's that's the one. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we have Deborah Peoples. <laughs> who's also a very good candidate. Deborah has run, I think, I think she's ran twice for mayor, and every every year she's gotten a little bit closer to beating Betsy. She got, Betsy only got, she got 40% of the vote Betsy got a little bit more, but it's been going down twenty percent every every election. I think that's one of the reasons Betsy Price 
resign is resigning or retiring because number one, she's old, but number two, I don't think she could pull it off this time. I think she gets beaten. Yeah. She's got a laundry list of uh, endorsements, but let's talk about what she's about. Um, Beth, Deborah Peoples' whole thing is uh, what she calls one Fort Worth. So she's really big at bringing everyone together because she believes that there's been untapped potential and that you know previous leadership has overlooked the cha- changes and growth that have taken place in Fort Worth, which is true. Um, she's saying that she doesn't want the city to continue being a city for the, for only the wealthy and the well-connected. Um, this historic crisis made it painfully clear that her city's, our city suffers when leaders prioritize one group over another. So, you know, she's one of these people again saying, Hey, we need to be a community for everybody, not just these people. There is a problem here. You know, she needs a, you know, she wants to be a mayor who listens to community members of all backgrounds and unites everyone into one Fort Worth. Um, one thing she advocates for, which I haven't seen a lot of other people people do, that's a really big problem, is uh, healthcare access. Um, you know, I didn't know this. I need to get this fact checked, but Fort Worth actually has the zip code, according to Deborah Peoples. With the lowest life expectancy in Texas. Yeah, there was a report on that over the summer. 76104. Um, Amber and I used to live in that zip code. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let me guess. If I was willing to guess, uh, is that a minor, minority neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of it's mostly east of 35. There's a little sliver that cuts over the freeway, but... Mm. Yeah, and she she's very about bringing healthcare access to lower income people to fix that. Because the other thing is, you know, that zip code also had one of the highest COVID nineteen infection rates in the country, which leads to you know increased infection rates all across the city. So she's really looking at a a, a problem that I don't think a lot of people have seen and that's been overlooked. You know, I I don't think Zeta would be against this. But that's really a really big issue for peoples. Um, and now we're back on to the, the issue of racial justice, um, particularly criminal justice. She's, she's looking at, you know, po- you know, passing policies that, you know, improve our criminal justice system. Um, she wants a properly funded police department with top-notch training. However, it is concerning that city leaders what? in the past have ignored the will of the voters who specifically voted for a half cent tax increase to fund police training as well as intervention and prevention programs. She says, unfortunately, city leaders have not respected residents' desires to fund intervention and prevention training, which is why, why we must have greater accountability and oversight into taxpayer-funded programs such as the CCPD half-cent tax. I'm not seeing anything indicating she should be for... for uh, community police board necessarily i'm not saying anything that doesn't i'm seeing something that says she might be open to the possibility um and what she's alluding to with the ccpd program is uh you know like earlier we we're talking about how you know it used to be mostly for, and it still is it's mostly for police equipment and these different training groups mm-hmm. uh they removed some of them 
because uh, a lot of, enough people complained. But what they did was they just moved that department under the actual police budget. Yeah, so the money comes out of that. Yeah, so it turns out if you put in, if you you know, put enough pressure on the government, they'll actually do their job. If you leave them alone, they won't. So you know, vote everybody. Yeah, but so she, so she's saying she wants to give more money to the police for training. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, and that's disappointing. <laughs> I'm I'm highly sus. I would be more comfortable if she was very specific because there are places where that argument could be made, but I need receipts. I don't need this obscure stuff you're saying because when po- when politicians do that, they're positioning themselves not to be as aggressively anti-police as some of the other candidates because being pro-police is actually, you know, statistically, you're going to poll a lot better, um, historically speaking. And well, yeah, but you know, historically speaking, until this summer, you know, it's got to change. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like typically, people feel safer, and I think what she's doing is she she's testing the waters a little bit. You know, she wants the clout for being, you know, pro restorative justice, but she doesn't necessarily want to shake the boat. You know what it smells like to me? Yeah, smells like establishment Democrat. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's the chairwoman of like the Tarrant. County Democrats, right? Exactly. I didn't. Like, yes, yeah. she is. Yeah, very, I didn't. Like she's not progressive. She's just very mm-hmm. middle road. She's Democrat. the type of Democrats that conservatives hate, and progressives do too. Um, yeah, that's what it seems like. I don't know this lady, but I'm just like it. <laughs> it, it smells bad to me. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like. I don't like that. You're supposed to be on on. Uh, you know, again, this is supposed to be nonpartisan, right? No, we're not partisan here. But obviously, if she's the chairman woman of the Democratic Tarrant County, like, come on. Um, right. so yeah, I don't know. That's gross to me. The whole thing seems gross. Yeah. To me. Sorry. It's it. You're not wrong, actually. Uh, you know, there's been this longstanding issue with, with, uh, within the democratic party between progressives and establishment Democrats who really are basically, you know, neoconservatives. If you were to look at things in the grand scheme of things, not just within the quadrant of American politics. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been a really big problem actually because you know they're not they'll say they're for working together and then every time a progressives get popular they do something they just they snub them they snub them hard yeah i don't see progressives snubbing them as much or at least when they do they do it you know openly and honest and to their face yeah you know so okay I, I, yeah i don't know i just wanted to bring that up to that's that's the impression that I get. I didn't mean to cut you get off. Get it get it off your chest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she goes on to talk about you know she wants to promote public safety, saying this goes beyond community policing and de-escalation training. She says many of our city's problems with public safety can can be attributed to an imbalanced approach in promoting public safety. Crime intervention and pre- and prevention programs, the CCPD programs in the community, can prevent many potential safety ha- issues. Before a police officer is called, so at least she's seen, she's talking about bringing preventative with with you know preventing crime than reacting to it. Um, and she's right right on this next you know sentence. Unfortunately, our city has not allocated proper resources to these programs, which puts mm-hmm. an unnecessarily heavy burden on our overextended police force. 
Too often, our city leaders turn a blind eye to accountability once an issue has left the headlines. Our goal should be, be to have a high-quality police force, which means we cannot time and time again allow back repeat offenders with no real consequences. Um, we'll see how much, if she gets elected, we'll see how much of that is true. Um, something tells me she's going to fall short somewhere through here. But maybe she won't, you know, maybe she'll make an honest effort. And that's not to say that, you know, it'll be like something she's not trying for. But, you know, when you get in there as mayor, it also depends on, you know, what your city council looks like. Yeah. And that's going to determine what you can do. Yeah. If um, you're, you know, sorry. Sorry, I, just, I don't have, I don't want to rush you guys, but I do have to leave. Um, okay. Yeah, take it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Thank yeah. you. Thank so you this. this has been great. Um. Keep going. Bye. All right. Have a good day. Okay, y'all too. Peace. All right. Let me let me bring this home because I've been I've been yammering for long enough. All right. As far as education goes, um, you know, she's the typical reestablishing trust between parents and schools. Uh, she's talking about how the the, the city leadership has been too aggressive and adversarial to, toward their popularly elected school boards. There is some truth there. Um, so she wants to partner with schools and everything. And every everyone says this, but almost no one actually does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's and uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's tricky. It's, it's, it's a it's a subject that a lot of people mention, but yeah, they never, ever give details about it. And I think it's because people it's a complicated thing. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. A complicated yeah. Issue. A lot of times if, that, if that's happening, the solution is probably something that's not really popular. So they don't run on it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, the only thing I've seen that interests me about her education thing, or rather st strikes me as different is she wants to equip high schools with top-notch job training and apprenticeship programs, you know, rather than just, Hey, you have to go to college, which I do think everyone should go to college, but there are some people who that's just not going to be the path for them, you know? Yeah, no, it's not for everybody for sure. Um, definitely, you know, there's a good percentage of the pop. I think education, you know, as it is what I tell my students, I think education is important, higher education after, after high school, but like what that looks like, whether it's college or whether it's some sort of technical school or whether it's you like seriously going down a rabbit hole on YouTube and learning something, some skill or something like you can do that yourself if you have the will to do so. Um, so ed education is important, but what form that takes, you know, it's a whole other thing. College is great. I love college. Oh, yeah. Now, as far as economy goes, uh, her whole deal seems to be that, you know, Fort Worth is the 13th largest, largest city um, in the U.S., uh, but also, you know, we, we have an incredibly high growth rate. There's a lot of people coming into the mm -hmm. city right now, mm -hmm. and she's seeing that as a wealth opportunity um, yeah, that sure. past leaders have failed to fully utilize. Um and that's good because they need to have some change because what's been happening in Fort Worth for for decades now is you have these old established families basically running this thing. So you get the, like this small town vibe in this large town, but it's not the best, you know, small town vibe. It's very, you know, a good old boys club. And with more people coming into the city, their influence is dying, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why you're having people push Maddie Parker so hard. And establishing candidates, you know, that's why they all got behind her is because she's the only one willing to do everything they said, you know. Yeah. When you Bird might Bird might negotiate with the people. Deborah might people's might negotiate with the people. 
and Zeta is going to do whatever she can for the people. Yeah. And that's, that's which is great yeah. for everyone, but them. Exactly, it's great for everybody except for those those elite that are that have been running the show for so long. Absolutely. And she's talking about infrastructure, which is you know very popular. She wants to invest in public transit, which uh, I believe Anzeta wants to also. Uh, I believe Brian Bird also wants. Um, particularly, she wants a light rail in the city. Um, maybe some truth to that. I could see one happening in Tarrant yeah. County, period. We need more rail. Not just period. for fourth. Yes, yes, we do. Um, I'm not just the TRE. That's not yeah. enough. You need something more like DART yep. in the Tarrant area. Yep. Um, she's talking about how the city can't be impossible to access without a vehicle, especially the airport and major economic centers. Um, I think that's really good. Uh, there are some road and bridge problems and some train problems. I'm not seeing anything about her stance on infrastructure that really really stands out from what we've heard from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's my my analysis of the four I've gotten. Um, obviously, we're we're in Zeta fans here. If I you had to have if you had to if you couldn't vote for Zeta, and it came to a runoff, and one of these two ended up being your choice. Uh, I would go with either Bird or Peoples if it was between like Maddie Parker. Um, if Mylene George could get on there, uh, I would go with her over Peoples and Bird. Yeah. yeah. What would be a great thing, but also like really hard as far as making decisions is, is if Zayda and Mylene George went against each other. Yeah. In a runoff. That would I mean that would be a best case scenario for a runoff, to be honest. But that's, that's like, magic christmas land that's probably never that's not gonna happen I don't yeah think. folks let's uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real with y'all you know we have a lot of really good candidates here but it's gonna be between these four uh it's gonna be between and zeta brian burr deborah peoples and maddie parker most likely yeah it'd be really cool and if, then it, if there was a mix-up but yeah i agree with you i think that's probably what's gonna be the case yeah i really wish there'd be, be a mix-up but that's these are the most established people. These are the people who know what they're doing. They already have, you know, political experience. They they have networks. They can distribute when they need to. They are prepared. Okay. There isn't a single person I mentioned that hasn't been involved in the same campaign previously. Does not have the the essential backing. Uh, also, I don't know if you'll notice this, but they're also among the most thorough when it comes to answering questionnaires and having their stuff prepared. Before the actual uh, election happens, yeah, uh, that comes from experience, and guess what? That's going to pay off. Absolutely. You know, yeah, so yeah. All, all you guys who want to run for office, you know, don't just get the idea and then run haphazardly. Like, take some time preparing yourself. Like Abraham Lincoln had the saying, you know, if you give me what was it like six hours to cut down a tree, I'll spend the first five sharpening my axe. It's like that. There you go. Got it. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> Early bird gets the worm. No, absolutely, dude. Uh, thank, awesome. Thank you. That's that's. That, I think we, I think we got a pretty good, good thing going here. We'll have all of this information down below in the doobly for you guys. We'll also pull some of the articles. We referenced a bunch of different like news stories that we'll also pull the articles for those and provide those. For them. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Have a good day, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.